I know it's already comic book day, but you're probably still tired from that Game of Thrones conclusion. You're listening to U.S. Comics Cast. And in this wide world of sports where we just care about four-color funny books, it can only be hosted by two people. It can only be co-hosted by the best big brother, the best king dingaling, the Latin nightmare himself. The CEO of U.S. <laughs> Comics, John Rivera. And how? And I am joined this week, as every week, by the COO of U.S. Comics, the Braun to my Tyrion, the Pod to my Brienne, and might I might I be uh, so bold as to say the Reek to my Ramsey, Charlie Where's my dick, Rivera? What's up, buddy? Just for the record, if I did lose <laughs> my dick, there's no way I'm heroically uh-huh. doing <laughs> anything ever. Uh, yeah, um, no, that's... No, if, game over. If Charlie was in the Game of Thrones universe, he would be the only dickless character to do nothing of consequence. Yeah. Guaranteed. I'd Guaranteed. I'd be bummed all the time. Like... <laughs> Whatever the oh my god! Whatever the equivalent of like a video, I would just be dope at chess or whatever bullshit we invented would, our own you version. Would, you would just be lit up by milk of the poppy every day on the regular. Yeah, it would be. There's not this thing where it's like I learned to love a different way, like the unsullied. Uh, I'm not a political strategist. I ain't whispering mm, shit nope. to no one. I'm screaming at nope. the top of my lungs in horror yeah. every morning. Where's my ding dong? <laughs> and then I'm getting and it, and it may be the only way that you would ever give up actual sausage to eat. <laughs> other, other than that, I don't see it ever happening. I'd give up all the phallic foods. And you know which foods are, are shaped like dicks? All the best ones. Just for... <laughs> uh, I can tell someone's in a good mood today, so I'm not even going to bother, man. Uh, I assume your Wednesday's uh. as dynamite as it sounds. Well, you know, yeah. Who am I to complain? Who am I? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it, it could could kill a couple minutes on a on a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, granted, it's never stopped me before, but yeah, I, I got nothing to complain about. The uh, the the it's a it's a beautiful week so far in uh, in New York, weather wise, um, and I do think it's because there's a certain amount of agita just gone like waiting for the end of a series holy cow waiting for the end of a series as (laughs) as kind of monumental as game of thrones Uh man i just felt a weird tenseness in the air um well i really think there were there was a lot of there was a lot of weight lifted off shoulders and especially going into the finale there were a lot of um there were a lot of uh you know uh, furrowed brows so to speak there were a lot of sweaty foreheads a lot of people had a lot to say going into the finale, um, and they and certainly there were there were a ton of theories busted up. They were busted up like a like a like a first like a number one seed going into March Madness losing to like the Cinderella team in the first round. <laughs> there were brackets busted all over the Seven Kingdoms, dude. It was out of control. Uh, before before we deep heavy into uh into game of thrones spoilers so so this is the only part you get to enjoy 
humble listener if you've somehow avoided either the show entirely oh, yeah. being spoiled. This is spoiler heavy, kids. It's uh, it's just how we do things here on U.S. Comics Cast. Uh, I I I do know for a fact that there was there was money brackets that two that last week with the with the second to last episode no one won there was a work there was a work game of thrones like who winds up on the iron throne and all of the choices were just gone like it was one of those weird brackets where like no one chose no one chose you're telling me that nobody in those brackets had freaking Bran as the as the, you know in the even in the final. I just said no. I just said no spoilers, man. That's yeah. No oh, one. <laughs> no, no, no. This is and I I said this is spoiler heavy. As far as I'm concerned, especially look, you have a certain window of opportunity to stay spoiler free with movies. Granted, I I have no problem with that. But with television, when it's being piped straight through into your house. <laughs> You get two days tops. I didn't mean. So no, I didn't mean I, for the whole episode. I meant for the first five minutes, man. Because oh yeah, because no. before before we dive before we dive into full Game of Thrones, let's let's start <laughs> with that. What is here's my feelings on it. Tell me if you agree, disagree, want to amend. Mm-hmm. I think television, television minus sports, um, which includes fake sports like pro wrestling and soccer. Um, I think <laughs> I think it should be a 24-hour rule for television. People have lives oh, and so, kids. So I think I think absolutely television spoilers. I think if you spoil something hot off the presses within the first mm-hmm. 24 hours, I think you still get to call be called garbage. I think oh, people yeah, are allowed absolutely. to be mad at you. And and you want to talk about the proliferation of garbage out there in the world? There were people dropping heavy, heavy shots right and left before the credits had even rolled um, on the East Coast. Like, there were just people who they wake up and they start rubbing their hands together, you know, Mr. Burns on The Simpsons style, just thinking about how can they (laughs) ruin somebody's day? What level of evil do they need to achieve that particular 24-hour window um, and and there are just you know there are those people out there that do it you know what 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 human trash <laughs> they really it's just what like I'm waiting for the news story of like Jim Mohammed during during <laughs> Game of Thrones spoiled the ending because he was a production mm-hmm. assistant that and like he was dragged <laughs> behind a minivan for two hundred miles and rightfully like, so good good I hope the novelty yeah. plate was Drogon all on that you minivan. would hear. From from across the Hudson, all you would hear from out your window would be this. <laughs> just a just a standalone slow clap, building to a to, to a, a feverish pitch. Because uh, well well yeah, wasn't there that that famous now infamous story uh, about um the guy that caught a vicious beating walking out yep. of a showing of Avengers, <laughs> dropping <laughs> dropping spoilers, and the people who lined up to go into the movie theaters were having none of that shit. I just got in trouble watching John Wick Chapter 3 my with my girlfriend because some old man was adding one-liners to the movie. So about halfway through, I dropped the classic, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, like super uh-huh. loud. Audience gave me a little sure. popski. Jess melted into her seat, <laughs> very upset. Um... <laughs> 
it was uh, a beautiful moment for me. Uh, so, so with movies, I think if it's an event film, if it's Avengers, if it's now John Wick, for Chapter Four, get out there the first. I think one week. Event filmmaking, I think, is one week before spoilers are acceptable. And I think regular movies, like just a flick, is three weeks. What What do you think? Tell, hit me to what your theories yeah, on movie and, spoilers. And I, you know, I haven't really given it too much thought, except like you have to be able to read the room. You know, if you've seen something and, and your inclination is to talk about it and you can see people are starting to already give you the stink face, then, you know, you know, let me pump the gas a little bit. Even even if it's something that you're desperate to get out, you can, uh, you know, you can justify it. Say, did you see it? Is it okay to talk about? Like there are people, they just go stumbling into the conversation like Leroy Jenkins <laughs> Um, you know, about to go raid a, a dungeon. They're like, "Hey, I can't believe Falcon's a nuke! You son of a bitch!" Um, they're, they're just those people. They they like being that that person. It's it's pretty uh, pretty uh, you know despicable. Um, but no, I, I, if I if I was uh, you know gun to my head, had to make a rule, I would probably flip flop it. And you know, you're talking about movies that are event type movies that people are talking about for like a year before it even comes out. You know, that should be a week because, you know, uh, logic says, look, you you were amped up to go see this movie. If you haven't seen it in a week's time, hey, man, it's on you Agreed. at this point. Um, as opposed to like, you know, the Notebook 7, uh, you know, you can, you, you can give that a little time because, uh, you know, may, maybe people waiting for it to get out of theaters and watch it on, you know, on Blu-ray. See, that, um, that's so you say, I, 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 I will say I, I don't have as much sympathy for like the I'm gonna wait to purchase it guy, because I'm like oh then you uh -huh. don't care f f right off, um oh yeah <laughs> but let's dive headfirst into Game of Thrones goodness I had one oh, yes. prediction that was that was right like a, a prediction from before the season started uh, I had one prediction that I've held on to for a few years now um that was correct all my other theories were garbage did you have any theories? From again the beginning of the season, at least, oh, that sure, wound up sure. becoming true. Absolutely, and and to be honest with you, um, I you know I I got into the I got into the game of who's gonna end up on the throne. Is this person gonna walk away? You know what what certain bloodlines are gonna be you know dropped? You know who who can the dragon? You know who who's a blood compatible with the dragon? All the all that heavy stuff. But my one theory that that probably I felt the best about and I felt the best about myself for having it absolutely 100% came true. And that was simply that um, that my man Sam is without question. He is George R.R. R. Martin placed into the saga, the the the, the story, you know, the, the song of ice and fire, so to speak, uh, and that he is a scribe. That he was going to be the one to commit that all to paper, um, and and that that was like his function was the, you know, the the viewers, so to speak. He was us, even though he had a, a several hero turns here and there. Um, you know, I I always felt that he is George R R Martin. He's gonna be the one that's gonna put pen to paper. And granted, you know, granted, it wasn't a hundred percent, you know, uh, a match. Uh, when you ran it through the lab uh, lab findings, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna take a strong 96%, uh, maybe 96.5%, because um, certainly you know, and, and that whole scene in general was just 
aces as far as I was concerned, the new, um, you know, the new, new council. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that would probably be the one, um, prediction that I felt best about. And certainly that, that came true. And I've had it for a while now from, uh, from kind of jump street. Uh, thanks to you. I kind of had a rough idea about Game of Thrones in general. So I like knew You're welcome. I knew dragons were coming like from episode one. Um, mm-hmm. I was positive that the Iron Throne would be melted by one of, ah. if not all of the dragons. Um, now, now gotcha, again, at the gotcha. beginning of the season, I thought it was much different. I thought it was going to be uh, I thought it was going to be John and Danny being real OK with incest. And I thought the, huh. the message, though, was going to be uh, like my my ending thought was very similar to what happened. But I thought the two of them were going to be like, no one should rule. Absolutely. Mm. We rule. We don't need this symbol oh, yeah. of war. Um, Oof, you were way off on that one. Yeah. Well, th- but the only thing I, I thought was definitely going to happen was was I thought the uh, the throne was going to melt leading into a couple weeks ago. I thought it was going to be. Uh, stupid Cersei left there to fry with it, which I thought would have been a real like Mortal Kombat fatality hmm. finish. Uh, like, just imagine if sure. like, like Danny is like, you know, she refused to relinquish yeah, the throne and she'd like rather sit there and burn. That with wound it. up being my that would, like, have, that would have been pretty metal my superhero ending, which um, which <laughs> I'll, I'll share with you quick. I don't know if you have one too, but when I when I let myself get real corny in real time, when um, after mm. John, you know, aces his chick. <laughs> Which we've all been there. You know, sometimes girlfriends get annoying. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the date is just going too long. You're like, look, I got to yeah. work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're my that. queen. A twist. Um, <laughs> but uh, I uh, I thought, like, for a second, the dragon was going to be like, all right. Like, I thought for just yeah. a nanosecond, I was like, all the reincarnated Drogon uh, stuff can go out the window. <laughs> and he's just going to, like, John's flapping away and running the, the yeah. you know. Running the the seven kingdoms, uh, that's as corny oh, no, as my no, brain no. let me uh, <laughs> let me travel. Which I admit, that dragon pretty, was heated, oh. pissed, literally and figuratively. Oh boy, was he upset? When I I I, I thought they were maybe gonna pull the gun on acing John too, where I was like, oh, I I'm mm. excited to read the internet if they also kill In- Johnny Boy. In my mind, that was a real possibility was especially just because of, um, you know, George R. R. Martin's original propensity for like, oh, you like this person? (laughs) (laughs) That person's dead. Dragon winds up Um, on the throne, barbecued everyone that's ever been in the show. I would have gotten behind that 100 percent. But no, I I did think that there was a very real possibility that neither Danny or John was going to end up walking uh, away. Uh, head high um, and and look let's face it you know if we want to uh, backtrack a little you know all the way back to the to the very gecko Jon Snow uh, aka Aegon Targaryen the 18th or whatever the hell how many times they <laughs> use that same name um, he is the original white hat always do the right thing do the best thing um, for the group Never mind his own personal uh, security or benefit. He is the ultimate white hat. He does the right thing for the right thing's sake. And whatever happens to him, the hell with it. You know, whatever is going to be. I mean, one could argue, and that one is me, one could argue that he is the the most direct uh, carbon copy of Ned Stark out of all the characters, 100%. really. Um 
you know, he was the most Ned, Star Ned Stark out of all those kids, for sure, because they all kind of, you know, they, they picked up a direction and they ran with it. Um, and, and John Stark was, uh, John Stark, well, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Stark, Snow, uh, Targaryen. Um, he was, I mean, he was just a white hat from, from the Jump Street. And it, it really did a nice job of showing you, um, look, you know, sometimes when you do the right thing, when you do what's, um, you know, expected of you, when you do, when you do something for the greater good, it doesn't always mean the best thing for you personally or your immediate close circle. M many times, oftentimes, it means that you and the people closest around you are actually going to take a beating. Um, and they certainly did. Any take one look at my boy, Ghost with one ear, looking like a you know looking like a a flushing pit bull that just got out of the uh, the dog fights. He's got one ear, one ear up, one ear gone. Um, just a happy expression on his face. I was so glad that they spent the extra five <laughs> or ten you know thousand dollars and threw in that CGI scene to give me Jon Snow and Ghost reunited again. Yeah. Oh boy, that feels. You, feel you nice. know what? Two and and. You know, this is this is some mental Olympics, but uh, I think the beauty of something when it wraps up is you're able to kind of flesh out moments um, sure. as much as I criticize. You know, a lot of people that didn't like this season or the last couple seasons, I think if you really do a little bit of digging, no matter how eloquent or how thorough their reasoning is, I think you hit the nail on the head last week when you said it's just people don't mm. get what they want. And then they can't help yeah. but be disappointed, which I don't disagree with. Mm -hmm. What I think is really beautiful when a story ends is there's almost some work that always has to be done by you. There's always a little bit of like, what does this mean anything more? And you don't have to do it, but for someone like you and I that have always filled in panels sure. in comic books, what's really right, beautiful... Right, right. The in-between panels, yeah what's, yeah. what's really beautiful about everything with Jon Snow and specifically, you know, his his lovely puppy. Um, I would hmm. argue now that that the way he kind of said goodbye to him, John consistently allows himself nothing. Like you said, he's he's altruistic. He's he does what has yeah. to be done. So when he finally got to give his puppy a cuddle, um, which is how I read the scene, that reuniting was him once again having something that was his. He has his like friend yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now juxtaposing the scene where he like lets the 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 you know lets his his that's his damn pet, um, kind of that's seemingly cast him aside. I think now it reads much differently. It reads he couldn't preoccupy himself with what he cares about, which <coughs> is really interesting if you even think about it in terms of his sisters. Because, as, you know, his, his sure. little sister, I don't care how badass she is, John's the type of guy that's going to worry about her, now we know, kind of forever in some regard. And it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how much faith he has in her being a badass. The bottom line is that's his baby sister. And he also didn't, like, keep his eye on her. This is a dude who really consistently in the series goes, like, okay, well, this is, the, this is what's best for everyone. Which is why his, like, wildly yeah. love affair is such a great moment in the show too because that was yeah, yeah. that was a truly free woman saying like no stupid it's not about the world it's about like us let's get freaky up in right. this cave yeah 
She was like, she was his id. A hundred percent. She she literally was saying things to him, and you could see it. You know, he had that. You know, he had that 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 brow that he would that that constipated look that he would get on his face, and you could see that this idea, you know, something is being put out there that has never even occurred to him. Look, it's one thing when you have you know you have a fork in the road, left or right, you have to make a decision for yourself and for other people, and you get the poof poof, you get the angel on one shoulder and you got the devil on the other shoulder, and they're making a case. Um, there were many many situations. And and one could argue most situations that conversation that poof poof for John was only a poof that was it you know he had he had one dude on his shoulder he looked just like Ned and he was like you know what why are you even thinking about it you know what you're supposed to do meanwhile you know his little his little redhead wildling uh, she was like what the, what the hell are you talking about you know nothing dum dum take your pants yeah. off. And um, you know you could you could absolutely I agree you could take that across the entire series, um, and and look that that's the other thing too with a series like this with a multiple, um, you know with the toy chest so to speak of 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 you know players that you can utilize um, there were characters that people cared about even more than the headliners you know obviously what happened to john what happened to danny um to uh to like if they're ones then one a would be like Tyrion and and so on and so forth there were there were absolute headline characters that you had to address and everybody was talking about but there were characters like sir davos if sir davos had been done dirty or if they they uh mishandled his story arc I would have been flipping tables. I would have been lighting. I would have been Drogon, you know, <laughs> burning furniture to the ground. Um, you know, Sir Davros, uh, a Bronn. Like, like these are characters that are just as important, uh, you know, I- as far as your heart is concerned. Um, I-, I know. So, like, putting aside the 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 triumvirate of John, Danny, and Tyrion, who was your favorite, like, uh, B character? Let's say. You know, it, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great question because I always make very strange. Uh, I make strange connections. <laughs> I make strange uh, bonds because the the world itself I was super in love with. So it did it did kind mm-hmm. of rotate uh, a lot. Um, okay. I think I think it comes down to who we spent the most time with in any given season. Um, I, okay. I, I, so I going into the last on. season, when, when all the dominoes were really starting to fall into place, and uh, you know, like you had obviously taken some, some players off the board, so to speak. So like, you know, uh, Khal Drogo was awesome, but his he had a very small you know, uh, percentage percentage uh, points of screen time and, and story arc was was very brief so like a limited in you know characters like that who were admittedly very awesome going to the last season so the uh, you know shaking out the survivors of the group who was your who who are you watching to see what they they did something i with? got the the and, and again i feel like it's a it's a lame answer and i apologize for it because i feel like aria <laughs> and cersei were just such dynamite characters in such wildly different ways um now mm. i i feel like that's cheating though because i do feel like they're they're still right up there 
Um, yeah, I mean, they, you might, uh, you know, I apologize. You could rightfully put, if John and Danny are one, then 1A would be Tyrion, would be Arya, and, and Cersei. And uh, do I include Jamie in that? I think I don't so. Know. I mean, it's, it's up for debate. Uh, it's up so for debate. I... Certainly, just, can, I, can yeah. I just really quickly, because things go in and out of my brain very quickly, um, and to lighten up the mood a little bit. Somebody posted, and I wish that I could dig it up and and give credit where credit's due. But somebody, you know, out of a thousand, uh, you know, who of uh, people who I, you know, whose stuff I see on the daily social media circuit, <laughs> um, somebody posted a meme, something to the effect of like Jamie's king killing game was so strong he tried to kill the ultimate king. Way back in season one, before like anybody even knew what the hell was going on, I'm like, dude, that is funny. And they just posted the picture of him throwing poor Bran out the window. I'm like, do you know what? I I wish that stuff like that would occur to me because that is legitimately That's funny. solid. Uh, um, so so, so yeah, if I if I have yeah, to he's go, there from the from the if I have to go clear B list, and I was rewarded for my fandom, um, I have to go with mm-hmm. uh with Tormund. Uh, I, I it, okay. Is there a better? Because he's like the definition of of B player. He's that cat that I don't know if oh yeah I yeah, don't know absolutely. if anyone gave as much uh as much kind of credit to as as he. What a f- a delight! Oh, he got crazy credit. You talking about? He was absolutely a fan favorite. Never mind that. Everybody was just shipping him and Brienne so hard. All they wanted to do is see him get it in the bear one more time. Because, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> you, the, the, like the, there were prayers going out to the old gods and the new that that was going to happen. And, hey, look, open timeline. Maybe it still can happen. Stranger things certainly in that world have. Um, he's like, oh, the Kingslayer's dead. Big woman's still available, baby. I, uh, I, not uh, only yeah, no, do he was, I, he's dynamite. Not only do I think that that absolutely is still in my head, that is the future of the series. Um <laughs> it's just a rom-com now. But I think nice. I think Tormund is going to wind up being uh I think he's going to wind up being as iconic as the show itself for no other reason than the fact that we're living in a meme world. Uh just the got hmm. milk ads. The he, <laughs> Do you remember of course you remember, but I'm going to pretend like you don't. Do you remember the the He-Man <laughs> live action movie? Of course. You could put him in that movie's world, and he fits in perfectly. <laughs> this is the most universal right. character ever because he's funny, he's charming, he's cool in an awkward way. We can all respect his like weird, his weird kind of crush. Um, also, has anyone ever been rejected better? He was... He was absolutely wasted. His oh, yeah. chick that he's been eyeballing for seasons <laughs> winds up going with like the quarterback, and he's still like, "Mom, right. shucks." He's he's Kurt Angle from WWE. He is he is if if Jon Snow is the ultimate white hat, this guy uh-huh. is the Clark Kent of characters. <laughs> he's he's throwing down his his you know. His cape for people to walk over mud puddles. He's just a dynamite dude. <laughs> and you know he must have had chicks yeah, for days. No, Him in the wildling, he is <laughs> he's Tom Cruise 
where he's from. And he's come and he found the chick he likes. And, you know, I, I would never limit a character to to what the, the, the modern culture perceives as like hot or not or any of that sort of nonsense. <laughs> but never never mind his like his turn because he was a straight up heel. <laughs> Uh, you know, when you first met him, you're like, I maybe I, you don't even know if he's necessarily going to get through an episode, and you didn't even know how important it was if he did or didn't. But uh, to 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 speak my truth, when you were talking about the got milk, I thought you were talking about Robin oh. Aaron because when he was sitting there, like, <laughs> dude, not for anything, but so there must be there must be something about titty milk. When you're drinking it, like 15 years old, because puberty hit him like literally as the scene progressed, like poof, you just heard something, you know, screen left, and as the as the camera panned, like that's like a different actor, right? No, he he came through, he came through like those hormones did their job, boy. Holy crap! The, uh, my runner-up, um, just before I kick the question back to you, my runner-up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. put it in in comic book terms. So I always complain about sure. Batman, right? Batman's this character that I think is awesome, but the fans ruin him, and a lot of people don't know how to write for him. And in the movies, <laughs> him having all these romances I think is silly. If you want the perfect yeah. version of Batman's personality in Charlie's mind, in the COO of U.S. Comics, who's Batman really? And that's Grey Worm. Mm. A man so dedicated to duty... Falls in love and is still like and mind huh. you he didn't have Dude. he had nice he didn't have the business to 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 act on it in the traditional sense but I don't think True. Batman is slipping off Catwoman's yeah. onesie to 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 get laid do I think he might cuddle with her yes uh, Grey Worm such an interesting character such a a wonderfully unsatisfying end and I mean that in like for the character. He lost this thing he didn't know hmm. he needed or wanted. Well, he ruled. Right. But what right. about you? He was. I mean, he he lost he lost his business as a kid. So you know, like they they, they that conversation can be had. Um, you know, if you don't really know that you're what you're missing out on, are you really missing it, so to speak? And he did have a relationship with an absolute bomb piece <laughs> on the show. So he had that going for him. I would say that the the, the biggest tragedy for Grey Worm, Grey Worm would be you exist in this world of beards where, I mean, other other than downtown Brooklyn, I don't I can't think of a higher percentage of of the uh, of the citizenship having beards than a friggin' Westeros. Now here's a, a poor guy who's n <laughs> they don't give the guy a beard. He has I no chin to speak of. It's I a pure didn't see that turtleneck you bastard. <laughs> How dare you, Rayworm? <laughs> <laughs> To his, <laughs> I mean, he looks look, like goddamn look, he Chip clearly, Chipperson he, with just no chin in sight. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, where's your shell, turtle? Your uh, now, now, don't get me wrong. Clearly, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Clearly, clearly, he's got he's got a, a, a short fuse. So I'm not making that joke in his presence. But um, yeah, no, that that was a real tragic. That was a tragic oh, man. move, and, man. And, and, Shame and on you, D and D. All I can think of is is having, <laughs> having pretended to be an actor for a few years and having to 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 chop <laughs> off my majestic facial hair. 
working with a working with an actress as stunning as a uh, Natalie Emanuel Misandri. Oh, that's just a bad Tuesday. Oh, I don't so want to show up to set her oh, not sure. knowing like I swear mm-hmm. I occasionally look decent. <laughs> I swear. What about you? Who's your favorite B plus player that uh that you're gonna miss? Oh well, <clears throat> without question, and I said it from well, you know what? It's it's another like one and one A situation because they almost never had scenes together where it forced me to be like him, no him, or her, no uh what have you. But no, I I would say that it was truly um a tie uh in, in my heart for for Bron and for Sir Davos because Sir Davos was he was he was that that you know he was that kid that that you know wasn't rich and didn't have all of the uh advantages to find that golden ticket inside his Willy Wonka bar um but somehow he did end up with a, he was the the Charlie uh not not you Charlie the other the chocolate Charlie uh of that world where he just you know it, it worked out in such a way that he ended up in the right place at the right time. Yeah, granted, he lost a couple of digits on his hand, but hey, happens to the best of us. You know, other people have lost more. You know, I'm looking at you, Rick. <laughs> um, but but he ended up doing very very well. You know, especially he was fighting, committed to the to to the lo- to a losing side, and ended up being right there at the. He said it himself. He's like, I don't know if I get a vote, but yeah, I vote. Yeah, what the hell. Um, and then also in a very similar situation, Bron. First of all, Bron cannot be in a scene that he doesn't chew up, like uh, you know, like the like the like the dryer in <laughs> mommy's house. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He cannot be in a scene without the scene gravitating right towards him. He gets the best. I don't know if he's written the best lines or he just makes the most lines. Out of uh, makes the most out of lines that is given, and also you want to talk about fighting against fighting an uphill battle, like fighting against all the odds. Never mind the fact that he was lowborn. Never mind the fact that he had to make a living, quite literally, with his hands and his sword. You know, he stepped up, and you know, he did those things that he thought. Well, you know, it's like uh, you know, it's like splitting. It's like splitting. Uh, Splitting aces when you see like I know I know what the odds say to do. I don't know necessarily if it's gonna work in my favor, but hey, this is what this is the the statistically this is the best thing probably for me. That's how he went through the entire series, and boy oh boy did it pay off. And never mind the fact that he had a personal relationship with Cersei herself to the point where they had such a bad breakup they could not be it was written in their contracts that they would not be in a scene together and once i heard that story i was like i don't know how true that is rewatch it when you're inevitably rewatching the series you can see when it happens when they stop showing up in scenes together if 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 they had ever um i mean to the point where when they go and they meet up um in the dragon pit uh, you know, in the the dome, uh, so to speak, and they're they're making their case to Cersei. They're like, look, here's a freaking dead guy to convince you. Um, even in that scene, he was there. I'm like, oh, see, there you go. They're they're gonna be the same. Nope, him and him and Pod. They're like, oh, let's go get drunk. Let's leave. And I was like, oh, it must be true. That's so unbelievable. Close to, like them um, just breaking. He did. He did really well for himself. <laughs> it was so close to them just breaking the scene by him being like, fuck you. No, fuck you! Like the two of them just <laughs> screaming at each other as they one walks out of the room. Yeah, exactly. And I want my freaking Bon Jovi <laughs> DVD back. 
Was there any uh, was there any element of the show <laughs> that any like dropped theme um, or or if if there wasn't something missing that maybe you were expecting or or wanting or something that you wanted delved into more? Is there a character that just in the <clears throat> end you you missed? You wish you had more? Not in a game ruining way. Not Ooh. like oh I hate the show because this was missing or this character was gone. But just in in hindsight, being like. Maybe if we we had an extra season, we could have postponed this or mm. or added that. Was there anything missing for you? Mm, I, I you, you know what, and and that's that's also a very uh, good question. But it's a slippery slope because far be it from me, and and I'll be the first one to say I have shitted on people who have done this. Like, ah, you know what they should have done? Uh, is what they should have done hire you to be the lead <laughs> uh, showrunner and, and write the scripts because there wasn't uh, enough talent uh, in the room, apparently. Um, so I have tried to uh, much, in much the same way that I, you know, I try to not I try to never be the guy that like, that movie sucked. Or this movie was fucking amazing. I always try to be the one to, who says, I really like this. Or that didn't work for me. Or uh, or what have you, um, but that that all being said and having been addressed, so if we end up in court, I can always point back to it and say, no, this this gives me dignity. Um, I would say I would have liked to see um, ultimately where um, Mira's story ended up. I don't know if you remember Mira and her brother Jojen. They were the two that helped uh, Bran go north of the uh, of the wall. And um, look, I mean, the things went, her brother died. <clears throat> she came damn near close to getting raped and killed, not necessarily in that order. Uh, dragged her ass, uh, dragged her, her curly-headed ass halfway across the known world for her. Um, went back to, I'm sure her father was dead by the time she got back home. And she did all this all this awesome stuff. Was a real hero fighting fighting wildlings and the dead. And, you know, uh, I'm sure the, the Three-Eyed Raven's cave stunk to high <laughs> heaven. Old man smell for days. You know, she, she did what she had to do. I would have really liked to see kind of where her story played out. Even if it was one of those, you know, over the credits type thing. Like, oh... Uh, she's, you know, she's home. She's, you know, the head of the, the military forces there in her homeland, or she's become the lady of the of that particular castle or just something. Uh, I would have really liked to see kind of where she ended up. Um, but 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 even that is like kind of nitpicky. She certainly played her, her part. She did an awesome job. There was even a decent uh, theory floating around in my head for a little while about her that maybe she was she and John were twins because they certainly had the same haircut <laughs> going on for a long time um but yeah I, I would have liked to see see where like ha- half a page maybe for her and and that's the beautiful thing about it is George R. R. Martin has this he has now the brand ability of kind of seeing forward and saying oh well this didn't go over um or this was really asked for so as he's putting the final touches on his last books he can certainly address uh, certain things that need to be um what about you well was there anything missing it for was, you or anything on your if wish I, list if i could have extended seasons or or delayed the ending which i narratively wouldn't have worked i i i can't critique it that way um i don't want or i could mm-hmm. i don't want to critique it that way um, but in the in the ending moment, seeing how things had had turned, I almost wish there was an alternative like commentary track, like on a DVD, um, mm. where not the oh god, 
Like if it was stand, stand by movie, the Game of Thrones. Exactly. What I would really love is I, I would love <laughs> to see this season um, with with kind of color commentary uh, by uh, by <laughs> Peter Baelish and Joffrey. I just want two of the biggest oh, okay. heels. Like they're, uh, they're Jedi ghosts, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Like, just you like, this bitch? <laughs> I caught her that. Just them being like, oh, you... Nasty woman. I knew you were gonna ruin it. Like I, I there those two characters and, and I, I love Game of Thrones is one of those shows that I can't pretend there weren't episodes along the way that that didn't hook me the first time around. It's a show that I, I mm-hmm. think a lot of the people um who complained about this season had never watched seasons before. Like they kind of binged to to get to enjoy this, which I have nothing against. That's a fun it's fun to be I part gotcha. of something gotcha. but in real time game of thrones had those sure. episodes where i was like oh they're still they're still just talking about trades huh really cersei what about the gold there's no gold mm. you're gonna go get gold how many times are we gonna say gold yeah now, but, now- but you know what though and and again the, the, I'm a, the last thing in the world i'm gonna do is be an apologist um but the one thing that i would say well two things that i will say is that like like you alluded to, it's a very different experience binge watching something and waiting for episodes to come out on a week by week basis. And I've done I've done both for different shows at different times and for different reasons. Um, I've also done where like, oh, let me have this for uh, I'm gonna have my dessert first, and you binge watch something until you get caught up, and then you have to wait <laughs> like a schmuck. That's the worst option. Week for week. Oh God. You know what that is? I call that Henry Hilling it. <laughs> if you remember Goodfellas, what, one of the things when, when he breaks the fourth wall, wall when he's uh, ultimately in court and he's like uh, talking about all the, the great things about being a gangster and then he talks about how shitty real life is when he's in witness protection. He's like, ah, now I, now I got to wait for the paper like a schnook. I went to the restaurant. I ordered, uh, you know, pasta and, and, and uh, gravy. And they brought me out egg noodles and ketchup. That's how you feel when you go from binging something and watching it. Like, you don't stop watching something until you're like, mm, there's, I now have three hours before I have to go to work. I got to turn this off. Uh, Lost did me like that. Did me dirty. Got me all caught up. And it was because I was sick. Otherwise, I may still have never seen it. I was sick. I started binge watching Lost because everybody was talking about it. I got all caught up up to the going to the last season. And then for the last season only, I had to wait like a douche <laughs> every single week to find out what happened. And I mean, that I think had a lot to do with my anger I can towards tell. the show. Uh, was the method in which I, I I was very upset, very upset. Um, but but yeah, you know, so so um, you're right. I think people who watched it in that way, who didn't who didn't earn it, so to speak, um, they felt the they felt like they had the right to all of a sudden now have a voice. I'm like, look, I don't I don't care if you didn't have to wait almost two years between seasons. You really you're not entitled to an opinion. Because you, you know, it's funny. It's it's with Game of Thrones. My my point my point was those episodes aren't boring. Those those episodes tell an amazing story, and I luckily I had the ability sure. to do both. I watched Game of Thrones uh, in real time. Usually on like Monday or Tuesday. I never watched it like live, 
Mm -hmm. um, minus the couple times there was like little parties to do so. Um, But what I always got to do before the new season, I got to watch it again. Um, It would be like the show I kind of watched over the course of, uh, you know, a month, let's say, to refresh my memory. Right. But that's... That, yeah, that's a recap. That's a What's, very different thing. And that's where you can really fine-tune and get little details and tidbits but to it, put in yeah, your back pocket. You're like, I, I bet that's going to be know, important. I'm, I'm let, a, me, let me you know, <laughs> commit this to memory. I'm a notorious comic book rereader as well. Um, if there's an arc I like, I kind of do it the same way. If they're telling a story over five or seven issues, as I get the new one, mm-hmm. I'll reread the old ones like real quick. Sure. What's really great yeah. about that is I would go from being like, oh, damn it, Cersei, I don't care about the gold, to, to having the conversation huh. to myself be like, oh, they got the gold from the from the fleet, but now the fleet was going to go. They huh. redirected it. Oh, damn. It was the opposite of what like the Star Wars prequels did. Yeah. Where they, I still don't know what the, what the point <laughs> of the trade federation. I'm like, I'm like you're trade in space. How is there man. a wall, bro? Go over them. It's worse than it's worse than Trump's stupid wall. It's like you're in space. There's a thousand options. What's the matter with you? But um, what what I that, and that's why I wasn't left wanting really anything. It's just you know Baelish was such a fun character, um, and and mm-hmm, Joffrey is mm-hmm. the and, king and of you all know bastards. What he he lived on in spirit because so many of Sansa's moves were straight up hundred percent moves so you know and th- this is my ultimate my ultimate point and then i'll throw it back to you to wrap up but for me ultimately when people have the conversation and again because it's a weekly series and because it's a premium cable series and um you know and all the things that it has kind of going uh classifying it as what it is um it was still spoken about on an episode by episode basis and this is where the one distinction that i really think kicks in uh that that makes a a very noticeable difference uh for for a couple of reasons is that uh it is when you have the people who read the books or are in the process of reading the books while they're watching the show and though there are those who only watch the show and obviously just watching the show was just fine. It's one of the it's one of the most amazing, successful, uh, beautifully done, you know, highest highest, uh, budgeted uh, TV shows ever, and maybe will ever be, uh, without question. So you absolutely can do very well for yourself just watching the shows and calling it a day. But if you have the wherewithal to also have read or are reading the books because obviously the last two are not out yet. Um, it does bring a, a different element to the, uh, to the you know to the table. Now for me, um, it really raised its head with, um, and again this is obviously very spoiler heavy, but um, even going into the last uh, last episode, the way that Jamie and Cersei went out, having you know having the cave in and stuff like that, um, there were people that I know of, uh, who were like, oh that was a that was a lame way for them. To, to wrap up, they were so important that so much was dedicated to them. And um, and then all of a sudden that's... But the books, as, as, as you know, and as a lot of our listeners know, uh, listeners know the books are very unique. Uh, George R. R. Martin does something very unique, uh, especially within the fantasy world, 
um, he writes each chapter from a different character's perspective. And that's not something that you see all the time. Even like uh, Lord of the Rings doesn't do it. Um, every time you're reading, every chapter that you read, you read a chapter, it's a Tyrion chapter. You read the next chapter, it's a John chapter. You read the next chapter, maybe it's a Sam chapter. So you're getting, um, you're not just getting the story from different, uh, literally different perspectives, different parts of the world, blah, blah, blah. But you're, you're, you have the opportunity to get in that character's mind. So when he's writing this story, if it's a page, from, if it's a verbatim, uh, complete uh, duplicate uh, in book form of what we saw on the show, can you imagine how that scene is going to play out if you can, if you're in the mind of either Jamie or Cersei, when that stuff is caving in on your head, where they have the realization, look, we're down here to make our escape, we can go start a new life someplace, blah, 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 nobody knows us, um, then you realize, nope, we're trapped in here, there's no escape, then all of a sudden, the rocks start coming down, the, the bricks start coming down, you're like, no, we're dead, we're dead. So, so like, the, the, the inner monologue becomes a real factor, which obviously you don't get in the books. So for me, that, that, was a, that was a big one. When I was watching it, I, was, I had that thought the whole time. This is going to be an awesome read. <laughs> On the page, this scene is going to be absolutely I mean, bonkers. I, um, and um, I really love the fact that... I, I, the way that that scene played out, I think I liked that scene a lot more than most because it really did... It did what that show, I think, did almost better than any other show on television. And that's someone's truth in that show. Someone's sensibility, be it John, uh, you know, be it Brienne, be it Jamie, be it whoever. They, they, they have such defined characters. You know that even when they see themselves as a villain... Mm-hmm they don't think that they're wrong. So in that moment where hope is lost but he's right, but right. but specifically for for Jamie he's with Cersei, that scene he plays a lot differently than she does. It's it's a beautiful scene. Right, right. Well, it's yeah, it's a beautiful she, scene and now having the, the John and and Danny scene to kind of juxtapose it even though only one died with uh with John and and Danny, it's really poetic and and really was masterfully shot uh i love that scene and the reveal in the finale well but you could tell you could tell that john he did what he had to do and again this goes back to the john character the the white hat be damned results uh character of him he knew that she had to die in that moment he's like she's got to go no one else is going to have this opportunity like i do I got to be the one to do it. Don't want it to be me. Don't want it to happen, but it's got to be done. So when he does it, when he kills her, he does so not knowing if he... Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. He he does so kind of like... And he's resigned to the fact that in doing that, in killing her, he is also killing himself. Whether it's the dragon that's going to get him, whether it's going to be the Unsullied, whether it's going to be, you know, um, the Dothraki, whomever... Um, it could have been his own people because she was the acknowledged queen. He killed the queen. Um, so in doing so, he kind of was resigned to the fact that now he's going to die also. Um, and it just kind of played out, you know, circumstances played out that it didn't happen that way. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like sometimes they get to a point where like, whoop, 
time to hit the old dusty trail. You know, you just do what you got to do. Um, but also, and just just to to backtrack, and then like I said, I'll, I'll throw it up, throw throw it off to you to wrap up. Um, the uh, the other benefit of uh, of having to wait weekly week you know week to week, but knowing a lot of the source material, um, you know for the early seasons especially because they were like page for page, uh, you know point for point uh, duplicates of the story that you already know. Um, I never really looked at it as okay, this is an episodic thing. You know what I mean? Like the the first season is the first book cover to cover. It just is. Like, I mean, literally to, to the end beat, um, all the all the highs and lows, all the twists and turns. Um, and then once you got out of the first season, then it didn't fall quite so perfectly. And then obviously it famously went past the books and poor George got a lot of shit for that. But um, I never, never really looked at it episodically. I was the same way where certain things like um, the Battle of Black Water um, or just, you know, just recently with Winterfell with, you know, the, the dead attacking and stuff like that. I could just as easily been uh, and was one of the loudest verses did him. That was a sick episode, this, that and the other thing. And I got caught up episodically that way. But I never looked at the whole story as like this episode sucked that episode was slow, this episode was great in comparison, blah, blah, blah. I really always looked at it as a cohesive from beginning to end thing. And just where they broke, it was like the, the pee-pee breaks that you have to have to take when you're watching it on, you know, watching it, on, on, you know, sitting on your couch um, and you have to run to the bathroom. I was like, look, just a, it's a week-long pee-pee break. What are you going to do? So even when great episodes ended, um, I wasn't like there was never a pin, so to speak. I'm like, oh, what's next? Just what's next? And even so, like the episode would end, they go to black, see credits. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, what's the coming coming next? What's the coming attractions? Because it was all just one giant story that took place over eight years for me. Um, so I'm really not sure if you had quite the same experience, but that's mine where felt I was. like like big chapters. Um, and and I mean this as a compliment to both Game of Thrones and John Wick, but the John Wick the John Wick films don't feel like each movie's a story anymore. It feels like this is the first chapter in this epic tale. Game of Thrones did that for me. Um, sure. Season to season. Huh. That is. That is not an analogy I was <laughs> expecting to come out. You know what Game of Thrones is like, yeah. John Wick. You know uh-huh. what it is, man. All I right. I I, I, I got all the feels from <laughs> uh, from both. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, Game of Thrones is is proving to to truly earn its spot. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people like to be negative about things that are popular in the in the zeitgeist. The bottom line is, this is HBO's highest rated episode of anything ever. These were Super Bowl plus numbers. Um, it's it's oh, it's going to have view, this yeah. legacy um, that that outlives it. And if it's the fact that the first half is is better than the second half, that's always a weird thing. Um, I always joke about what the the Star Wars prequels have given us. The Star Wars prequels, like them, love them, tolerate mm. them, loathe them. It did one thing uh, extremely well. It made a New Hope, Empire, and Jedi one thing. Game of Thrones, if you like the first half better than the second, the first sure, four yeah. seasons are great. The last four seasons are fine. The bottom line is it's an outstanding series that uh, I think a lot of people for a long time, mm-hmm. myself included, will have the ability to go back to. So as we close out this week's episode of U.S. 
Comics cast. I only have one question for you, John. I'm not sure if you've seen the meme, but some people are in the 1% mm. of people who have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. How would you... <laughs> What you th- I've never seen anybody have ever I, say apparently. that. Um, it's a very unique set. <laughs> if you were to sell someone on watching Game of Thrones, yeah. how would you sell it? If I yeah, was that per- sell I, I've somebody never seen an episode. Watch. You turn to them and you say, "Oh, honestly, at this stage in the game, if someone said to me straight faced, you know, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, I would say, you know what, good because." You're not nice. good enough for Game of Thrones. Don't ever watch it. Don't ever sully the good Westeros name of Game of Thrones, you son of a whore. Um, and, and then I'll kick him in the giblets. No matter what those giblets happen to be, or if they were like <laughs> unsullied, or, you know, or, or, any, or, you know or any number of awesome characters with no giblets whatsoever, they're still going to get... They're still gonna get a, a you know a wolf, a dire wolf fur clad boot right to the uh, jump. My my, I think my closing Dirt statement bags. to them would be as simple as, oh, you didn't watch that super popular thing that had boobs, sword fights, explosions, <laughs> dragons, dope political arguments. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. You avoided some of the best actors of this current <laughs> kind of generation. You're a genius. F yourself. That's why New Mutants yeah. is never going to come out because poor Arya can't catch a freaking break outside of the walls of Westeros. Uh, <laughs> eat shit. Go see my brother. He got a boot to put right up that candy ass. You don't even <laughs> eat. You don't have yeah, one friend here. with an HBO subscription, <laughs> you piece of garbage. Get out of my face. I would also tell them to make sure they follow us on all of our social media. It's at US Comics, Instagram, Facebook, so on and so forth. Come say hi. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're awesome. I'm the COO. My brother is the CEO of US Comics, and we'll be mm-hmm. here this Wednesday and every Wednesday on New Comic Book Day. Until next time. Westeros forever. I don't even know what that doesn't really make sense. But yeah, <laughs> George R. R. Martin. We yes, bend we the do. Knee. Finish those books, sir. You you chubby, glorious bastard. Till next time. Yeah, <laughs> we are out. Peace. <laughs>